Hello there everyone, it is George from the ALM Fitness Podcast here and today in this episode we are going to talk about compound exercises versus isolation exercises. We're going to talk about the difference between the two as well as what part they play in your resistance training program or your resistance training workout. So you might have heard of these terms before and first of all we're just going to start off by outlining what they are. So a compound exercise is any kind of resistance exercise that you would do that involves multiple joints in one movement. So let's use the prime example, which is the squat, uh, a compound movement, probably one of the most well-known. Now with the squat, if we can just think the amount of joints that are moving there, we've got the ankles, we've got the knees, probably the most obvious one, and then we've got the hips as well. So all of those joints are moving throughout that movement. Now let's look at an isolation exercise on the other hand for the legs, which would be something like a leg extension. So a seated leg extension, which is where you're sat down in kind of a you know padded chair, and then you just have a bar that goes across the top of your, kind of just above your ankles, and you're extending your legs out and then lowering the weight back down. So in that example, that would be an isolation exercise because only one joint is working in that situation, and that is the knees, and the, that's our only goal. We don't want the hips to be moving there, we don't want the ankles to be moving, shoulders, anywhere else. All we want is to extend at the knee and then bend at the knee as well. So in that, in that instance, both of those exercises, the squat and the leg extension, they're both working the legs, but one is going to be a multi-joint exercise because it's a compound exercise, and the other one is going to be just a single joint exercise. So now we know the difference between the two, you can kind of get a feel for, I guess, the, the differences on a when it comes to our training and maybe the kind of pros and cons as to why we would want to use one over the other. And I suppose the most obvious one is if you think about the squat, we're actually working because we've got multiple joints involved, we're more likely to work multiple muscles as well. So when we do a squat, we're not only targeting the quadriceps at the front of the leg, those big muscles, we're also getting a bit of hamstring activation, some glute work in there as well, and also even the calves are getting some activation. So this, the muscles around all of those different joints that are working, those are also getting some stimulation from that exercise. And that's why they are favoured by uh, kind of personal trainers or you know people who are... Uh, good at programming kind of resistance exercise for people because generally speaking you get quite a good bang for your buck so if let's let's consider this for example so let's say you listening to this podcast we went into the gym together and we had a choice of either doing three sets of 10 repetitions on the squat or three sets of 10 repetitions on the leg extension. And after that, we had to leave the gym and that was it for the day. So what I'm thinking here, my thought process is, well, we want to get the best out of that time that we have, right? We only have a limited amount of time. We've only got three sets to do. So I want to maximize that muscle growth for that particular uh, workout. So what I would do is I would likely depending on injuries and you know how you felt with the exercise, I'd probably go for the squat because that we know we're going to be able to work multiple different muscle groups in that space of time. Whereas with the leg extension, we're only really targeting that one muscle group, which is the quadriceps because it's just a single joint movement and it's just targeting that one muscle. So you can see how First of all, you might kind of listen to that and you might think, well, okay, that's all well and good. Well, so basically compound, what you're telling me is compound exercises are the best and there's no need for isolation exercises. We'll just leave it at that. And this is where we run into a little bit of a problem. So whether you're working out at home or the gym, wherever you're working out, if you were to always do compound exercises, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of outline what that might look like in a session, and you can tell me or, or, or think to yourself whether this seems like hell or not to you. So it would be a it would be a squat, let's say, to start with. Then we go into maybe lunges, and then we go into glute bridge. Um, there may be some a different kind of lunge. Maybe we do kind of a Bulgarian split squat, um, and that's pretty much it. And we just go crazy on all of those exercises. Whereas this is the other side of it. Perhaps we might set up a session where we start off with a squat and maybe do some lunges as well. Another compound exercise, multiple joints moving. But then we maybe go to, um, you know, some more kind of uh, isolation exercises, something where you can sit down and really focus on a muscle. Um, maybe some calf raises where we're just going to go in a bit lighter on the rest of the legs and just targeting the calves. And that second workout is going to leave you feeling like, first of all, like you've worked your legs really well. So we know we've had a positive workout, but it's not going to leave you feeling as kind of centrally fatigued and, and kind of just tired as that first workout would. And that's the problem we've got to deal with here. It's all well and good saying that compound exercises are brilliant for muscle growth and a you know, great bang for your buck, really good, efficient way of spending your time in the gym. But if you only ever did compound exercises and you were training hard, which you should be if training intensely, then we're going to get to the point where we are kind of zapped of energy because it's so centrally demanding and centrally fatiguing on our body, not necessarily on a kind of local muscle level, but just on an internal kind of um, again, central level where, you know, you might have had this before where you do a certain amount of squats or a, maybe an exercise that you find really particularly hard, likely a compound exercise. And then, you know, in that evening or after that workout, or even just immediately after when you then have to go on to the next exercise, you are struggling to even move because you're so tired and out of breath and just internally fatigued from that exercise. Not even necessarily that your muscles are hurt, you know, that your leg muscles are hurting, for example. It might just be that you are just so fatigued. And that is the problem with compound exercises. Now, they absolutely have a place in everyone's program and they should have a place in everyone's program. We should all be doing compound exercises if our goal is muscle growth um, or if our goal is especially kind of strength gain as well. Because isolation exercises, although they're good, uh, we're potentially missing out on a little bit of stimulus and kind of um, intensity maybe of your workouts if you only ever did isolation exercises such as, you know, calf raises, leg extensions and things like that or bicep curls, for example, for the upper body. So we are definitely leaving something behind if we only did isolation exercises. That's why we need to find that balance and it's going to be different for everyone. And that is the kind of summary of this podcast. I've talked on for a little while now, but I think I'll summarize things by saying in terms, now we know what a compound exercise and an isolation is. In terms of how much of your workout is made up of these bigger compound movements and how much is, is based upon these kind of smaller isolation, more focused exercises, that is going to be largely up to you and how you respond to these exercises. For example, your, your friend might do one set of squats uh, and feel absolutely fine, feel like absolutely, you know, nothing has kind of happened to them at all. Whereas you might do a set of squats and feel like you need about five minutes to recover because you're so out of breath um, or, you know, just feel kind of tired after that, that exercise and your legs are really hurting. So in that case, I would say for you or for your friend rather, maybe they could make the majority of their workouts compound exercise heavy and then only a few isolation exercises. But for someone like you, you might need to you know, only kind of dabble in the compound exercises and then the majority of your workouts can be full of exercises that you enjoy doing and that are slightly less fatiguing. 
if that makes any sense. Um, so I can't, it kind of goes in with if you've Googled anything about what's the best exercise for this, there is no best exercise. There are exercises that are going to give you more bang for your buck, these compound exercises such as squats, such as um, deadlifts, other exercises like that. But should you n always 100% have them in your program? Absolutely not. It's going to depend on how you respond to those exercises and how fatigued it makes you feel for later workouts. So thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Thank you.